surrounded by seagulls <laughs> and it's getting like very Hitchcock birds ish because um, they're all looking at me like where's the food and I'm going I don't have I haven't even had lunch yet you guys is it a fat joke you shouldn't be that's, well I don't, don't know like, we could don't, be don't, don't 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 start there um uh well yes I have some news Dave we bought a car Woohoo! I know it's been so long hasn't it what the hell what what did you buy Stephen uh we bought a Kia Sportage uh, and the the core reason for the delay was the colour we wanted for the model we wanted apparently didn't exist in Queensland. <laughs> so we don't know where in Australia they got it, but they got it. You don't know and which family in which state has been deprived of getting a what colour did you... Oh, it was going to be a red one, Fiery red. Fiery red. A fiery red sportage. Yeah, nice. so... We got, we got word, yeah, well, time of this conversation, yesterday morning, uh, from the guy said, hey, can you come and get it this afternoon? And dutifully check, yes, we can do that. Um, so I met uh, my lovely wife and the kids at the car yard. She'd pre-cleaned out the car, done all of that. Um, because we have, in the trading of cars in the past, accidentally left behind, not like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but like just little occasional things of sentimental value so we have that's, a process that's always a danger like uh, moving house changing mm. over cars the, the the most the most awkward uh, version of that that i've ever been a party to was uh we bought uh we uh my family bought a holiday house um in yamba when i was yes. uh, probably about 12 or 13 um great spot and uh, Dad and I went over um, to clean the place out and take some furniture over uh, before yeah, yeah. any of our holidays. Like, Yamba's sort of a three-hour drive from, from Inverell. Anyway, we, we're cleaning out the cup, the like the built-in cupboards in some of the bedrooms, and in one of them, someone had forgotten to pack their sex toys. Steve, nice. <laughs> that was a little bit of a oh, right. That was unexpected. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure if it was more awkward for me or for Dad. <laughs> just go. Let's just put that in the bin. <laughs> well, the question has to be: What is it doing just in the car anyway? No, no, no. Is it, no this is in the cupboard. In the cupboard at the house. Oh, in the cupboard. Wow. Well, yeah, that's. You know what that is? That's. I'll put it here and I won't forget it. But I don't want yep. the kids to see it, yeah, and yeah. I forgot it. Well, well, see, but here's the other thing. It wasn't in the master bedroom. It was in, like, the second bedroom. So that that sort of just, like, there, there were just too many questions. Too, too many. Mm -hmm. you, you, actually, you, look, you, I'm not going to add it to the list. But Yes. Yeah, well, let's get back to the car. So, the car, so, so it's all done. Uh, it is all done. So we went and picked up the, um, uh, the car yesterday afternoon, and the kids said I had to sit around while we signed all of the paperwork because we're not rich enough to be able to just give them cash. Um, but I, in, in reference to our past conversations about how bad my negotiating skills are, um, I, I, I've determined, as I said, uh -uh. it's the things that I don't know enough about that I'm bad at. Hang, hang on, hang on. You, 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 didn't, you didn't get the anti-rust treatment, did you? No, God, no. <laughs> get. No. If we would, I was, that was simple. That was, no, I don't want your anti-rust, your special 
paint treatment, um, leather treatment, blah, 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 all of it lasts for a lot. No, I don't want any of that. But they've already put it on. It was done at the factory. Well, guess what? That's great, thanks. <laughs> um, uh, when it came to car loan time, like th- it's just numbers at that point, right? Oh, and absolutely. I'm, I understand numbers. I understand compound interest. I understand how car loans work, all that stuff. So it was honestly really simple. The, the car yard said, how are you financing? I said, oh, we were going to look at this. Oh, well, we'll do you up a quote. And they gave us a quote that wasn't too bad. Um, and, you know, they said, give us all the stuff and we can pre-approve you. And if you don't need it, you know, you can, um, you know, just tell us to cancel it. It's not a bad mark on your thing. No worries. So we got that. And then I looked at a couple of other places online and saw this one that I thought was pretty good. And we applied for that. And they said, yeah, yeah, no, not a problem. Um, so I went back to the car yard finance lady and said, um, hey, we've been pre-approved for uh, another loan that is like a 1.5% cheaper than what you're offering us. Okay, what's the monthly? This. What's the interest rate? This. Leave it with me. Came back in 20 minutes. How's this? I went, done. Um, nice. So we saved a 1000 bucks, Like overall interest off the loan by just hey, give us this interest rate instead of what you were going to give us originally. Um, That's pretty tidy. There's still some extortionate fees tied into it, <laughs> but the net result is our weekly reduced by eight bucks, mm-hmm. and we're already intending to pay a little bit more every week anyway. Um, and the total, because they have to now, the law is they have to show you total interest paid and all of that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. is a thousand bucks less than any of the other loans that I was looking at. So oh, that's, that's a big win. So we have to spend, you know, 45 minutes signing all of that stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then you realise that they've only put my name on the rego and not Michelle's as well. So I'm going to have to go to friggin' Queensland Department of Transport um, to get that fixed at some point. <laughs> see, see, Rachel's car is in my name because basically mm. all the, all the cars we, we've always just had in my name not because of any like I'm I'm the man and have to own the cars mm. thing but just because of it's just been rage going I don't want to have to deal with this this is oh, your yeah. problem no I hear that but but I sort of look back at this and you sort of go like if you like were to come into this and just go this guy has um, got you know all the all got that got the, the cars in his name all the things like even Rachel's mobile is in my name <laughs> just like <laughs> you look like a really strange and scary controlling husband at this point. <laughs> oh, but the, the, the core issue, and I, I'm totally cool with it. Like let's have both our names and all the bills and all of the things. Um, because Michelle recounted a story once of someone that she went to church with uh, before we got married, whose husband died, and because he had dealt with everything. Oh, yep. When she rang up to change something or cancel or whatever it was, they went, I'm sorry, ma'am, this is in your husband's name. Yeah. You'll have to, you know, give us a proof of death thing and then your wedding certificate. Like, right fresh on the time that he's just passed away, she's got to dig out proof that they were married and proof that he died. (laughs) Just so she could, like, turn something off or whatever. It was crazy. That that is not something that I have given ample thought to, Stephen. <laughs> we got to address. put that on the list. I need to address if, that. <laughs> if I wanted to be a conspiracy theorist, I could say that that Michelle wanted me to do it um, because uh, she's pretty sure that I'm going to die at some point shortly. <laughs> and, um, oh. Anyway, so we got the car. We got a, a decent price and stuff. Um, when we walked in, the car was parked underneath a black silk sheet. I know. I saw the photo. That with looked a big very, 
Oh, so yeah. So snazzy. Apparently, it's the thing now. Really? Yeah, you have the big reveal, and at the very least, there's a bow on it, or, or there's the thing. So I'll, I'll post the um, the reveal video um, later, so you can see that, because uh, I've posted the picture of it underneath the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the car that we wanted. Now, it's in. it was inside the showroom, which, again, I guess is very normal. Um, but where the showroom is, it's kind of, it was a fairly tight turn to get out. <laughs> so Michelle just went, oh, no, you can drive the car out. Uh, so not me she looked at the sales guy so he got to pull the car out and pulled it up a bit and she went and got in it and drove it home uh, which was lovely um but a couple of things happened in that process dave one no 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 no, car got home fine okay Um, (laughs) but where the, the car yard is it's at the top of the western freeway in brisbane which at that time of day heading out of brisbane Mm. what i'm just i'm just worried you're going to you know people are going to be triangulating you know, that's all. Oh, we we got a Kia. It's not going to be hard to work out where that is. You know, there's like okay. five Kia dealerships in Brisbane. Well, I'm just saying, you're just putting an extra point out there. Oh, bring it on, federal police. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm on the motorcycle. So she had to deal with the Western Freeway traffic at quarter to five, uh, which is a nightmare um, in a brand new car that she's reasonably unfamiliar with. So I'm going like, oh, look, we made sure that the car insurance got handled before I left. <laughs> so good move, good move. worst case scenario, it's covered, right? Um, so that was like fine sorted, but just that moment, oh, it should be fine. Like I, I, I sort of drove onto the freeway with her, but then because I'm on a motorcycle, I can lane split, you know, when it's slow moving traffic. So that was pretty easily sorted. Um, Anyway, so she's doing that, but also, new car, she's not sure where everything is, so she got home fine, that was all okay, and uh, her parked it in the garage, and you know, we're trying to work out the best place, because it's a bit smaller, it's certainly shorter than the Craptiva, um, and a little bit thinner, but not much, I'm going to say, certainly squatter, it's not as tall as the Craptiva was, um, so fine, it's got its part, but then... We're having a look a little bit later on at the car and those sorts of things and checking out Apple CarPlay and how that works and stuff. Did, uh, did you read your owner's manual? Yeah, last night. <laughs> yeah, I've re- I flicked through every book they gave me and I know Michelle has spent a fair chunk of time today reading through the owner's manual, how everything works. Um, we are, we're just about to come up to the, the one-year anniversary on Rachel's car and I'm yes. pretty certain that she hasn't even opened the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the amount of, like, I know it was in jest. But the amount of heat that I copped over saying that, you know, because I tweeted a photo, here's the book, here's how thick it is, just a bit of light bedtime reading. And, and somebody went, you know, you're probably the first person to have ever read that. <laughs> and I say, oh, look, maybe the third, given that I know the person who wrote it would have had someone sub-edit it. Uh, and I know that Michelle's also going to read it. So, you know, somebody's work is being appreciated. And as someone who has had to write manuals in their life, I know it's thankless work. Um, I, I... I, I think it, it, at our dealership there was an expectation that no one's going to read the manual because like how, how long did it take you to pick up your car? Because last time, because when we got Rachel's car, it took us like forget uh, like your three quarters of an hour filling out your lease paperwork. Yeah, yeah. It, the, which it, was it, mostly all done. I'll point out it was just lots of printing and her then trying to sell us on other insurances, which we said no to. For the, so there's all that, but then I reckon we spent over half an hour with the salesman going through the. This is how you do this, and this is oh, how you yeah, do this. Oh yeah, no, he escaped that. He just went, and, "Do you want me to show you stuff?" And she went, "No, I'll be right." 
Oh, no, 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 no. It, 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 it's all part of the process. It, it, oh, it, we, 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 we didn't have much choice. You know, because, Stephen, we needed to know how to reset, how to reset the, the, uh, the sensor that tells you when your tyres are running flat. Because in winter, they'll run a bit flatter. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think any of that got retained. But... Oh, mate, I've got to tell you, looking through the book, there was lots of just, oh, flick, 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 flick. No, I don't need... Because it's the general Sportage book. So there's lots of, oh, here's the stuff if fitted. That's eight pages we can skip over. Um, even though you then get a separate entertainment system book to read, there's also a whole chapter on the seven or eight variants of Entertainment Centre that's in the variants of the Kia around the world. So there's easily about 100 pages that you just go, right, not reading that. Um, but I do know where to put the oil. I do know where to put the coolant. I know where to put the um, washer fluid. Like I did all of those things. Um, but when we got in the car back at home, like we're sitting there and I'm checking stuff and uh, I said, right, so honey, so you're comfortable, let's get in. And she wanted to know, you know, some practical things like how do I reset the trip meter and those sorts of stuff. Not hard, just it's, you know, different controls and where they sit. Uh, and then I said, all right, so start the car. Now, this is the first car that we've had that is smart key. Um, so you don't have to put it into anything. You just be, you have your key in the experience of the car and (laughs) press the button. Um, but I'm sure you would know, Dave, if you just push the button, it doesn't start the car. Well, no, no. You've got to have your foot on the brake and then push the button for the car to start. And Michelle's like, oh, I didn't know that. I said, well, I'm glad we had this conversation because I'm leaving (laughs) way before you get up tomorrow morning and you would have been in a right pickle starting the car. (laughs) Oh, just... I'm so glad that this conversation isn't us talking about the fact that uh, Michelle had to call out the RACQ (laughs) because her brand new car wouldn't start. Now, to be fair, (laughs) she would have called me because I wasn't going to be on a plane until after she would have had to leave for school. But it would have been that moment of panic of, I don't know how to start the car. How does this work? Um, So that's all sorted. That's pretty good. Um, So she's, look, it's a good thing. The, The saddest indictment on my life, Dave, is that... We've got the car, and she drove it home, and I've gone away for a week. So I'm not going to get to drive the car till at least next Friday. It's going to be an old hat by then, mate. Oh, yeah, she'll know everything. The novelty will have worn off. 100%. No, no one's going to want to go for a drive with you, Steve, and you're going to have to go by yourself. Well, I'm starting to wonder, even if I just see how long I can push it before I need to drive the car. <laughs> like, what, what's the longest time between purchasing a new car getting it home and actually then the other partner driving it when it's a shared car like it's not like it's his and hers cars no, this no. is the only car we have so i don't know yeah that would be an interesting that's all right i'll probably break it on friday and take because <laughs> i've got to take luke to youth group so oh but i'll have a work car then i think i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's very exciting it's very shiny it's got that wonderful new car new leather smell mm, oh leather very nice yeah yeah I convinced, uh, I think I told you, I convinced Michelle to go with, in the petrol engine that we, you know, uh, option that we chose, there's four levels of car. We mm-hmm. didn't go to the bottom, we didn't go to the top. And the middle two are very close. That's With right, one of it, yeah. the key differences is the difference, like, leather to fabric seats. Yep, yep. And I said, let's do this one. And she said, well, if you can get us a good deal. Now, I know if we'd done the one below it, we would have got a better deal contextually, but... We got the car. I like the it. seats are nice. They are nice. Oh, 100%, man. You know, so it's it's very, 
slick and everyone fits and the kids. It's a bit, I, I'm just trying to think back, right? Because my, my kids are 12 and 10. Mm-hmm. And as I reminded them last night, even though our last car technically was new, it was a demo that had 600 odd clicks on the clock when we got it. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I'm 43. And this is my first new, new car that I've bought. Oh, nice. Um, so it had like 60 clicks mm-hmm. uh, on the clock when Michelle drove it home. Um, which means it's done a little bit of sh- shuttling and ferrying to get on trucks and stuff in its life. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I know we bought a new car when I was a kid, but I'm just trying to think how old I was at the time. I think it was older than they are now. Because they were going, like, just happy berserk, like new car, investigating. You'd think we'd bought a cubby house, you know, <laughs> the way that they're trying to, oh, look, there's vents at the back. Yes, that's why we got, we looked at this model because we wanted vent, air conditioning vents at the back. And, oh, what's this 12V thing at the back? That's so you can plug in charges for your iPad. Oh, great. Um, oh, look, there's a pocket here. Oh, look, this thing folds down to be an armrest with cup holders in it. Yes, but you're not having drinks in it. What? <laughs> Shut up. Um, you know, all of, all of that stuff. Oh, they were like, good. to the point of being, you know, like the enthusiasm of young kids, just a little bit like awkward and yeah. yeah now the, the, the next question though is, yes. um, uh, are you now going to be, uh, I, I guess yeah, you've, you've, you've kind of got rid of that responsibility for the Captiva because you, you handed it off to the dealer, haven't you? So Very you, much so. You, you, you're not going to have that, that fear of driving around Brisbane and seeing a broken down Captiva and go, oh, is that my fault? <laughs> oh, look, and even if I do, I will say a quiet prayer for them and laugh maniacally. <laughs> um, because I'd have, I have to say, given what I know now, anybody that buys a second-hand Captiva Mm. has a death wish or too much money. Like, it's just a ludicrous proposition. Um, because, like, I guess buying a new car, you kind of go into it going, well, I'm buying a new car, you know? Mm. Oh, Apart absolutely. from looking at other people's experiences with last year's model and that sort of thing, how much do you trust reviews? Versus, I'm buying a 2012 car in 2017, jump on and have a look for reviews and go, oh, oh, oh. You know, I won't be looking at that model then. Um, you know, like a little bit of a little bit of research pays massive dividends. Absolutely. Hey, I, one more thing about the car. This, yeah, this yeah. was interesting because I didn't get in the driver's seat. I didn't notice until we got home last night. The car was half full. <laughs> I'm going. What? That's what? What is this? We've just they paid. St- they, st- they stinged you on the the. Se- Maybe that's how you got your discount, Mark. Well, well. <laughs> I've gone to Michelle, we just paid them a lot of money for a new car and they've given us half a tank of fuel. <laughs> so I texted the, the, the sales guy. Hey, look, we really appreciate all of your effort. You know, thank you. You've done a great job. Michelle's very happy. Blah, blah, blah. By the way, the car was only half full. And he goes, oh, it's our policy to only give new cars 30 litres of fuel. Right. That's an interesting policy decision. That's a very the... interesting policy decision, considering the fluctuating price of fuel is the <laughs> difference between <laughs> like maybe 40 bucks and 70 bucks, you know, in the payment, like in the filling of a tank. Um, they can't even say, oh, we didn't get it to a servo because physically in front of the dealership is a service station. Like they could push the car on the footpath around to the service station. 
Um, he did go on to say, considering we had to make you wait so long, I'm more than happy to fill it up for you. Do you want to come in tomorrow? And I went, man, I'm flying away tomorrow. So that's now an open-ended conversation about us getting a full tank of fuel <laughs> out of the, uh, the Kia dealer that I will have to resolve when I return, oh, I suspect. Oh, gee. It's just never quite simple, is it, mate? Oh. <laughs> like, like I, I, you don't buy cars often, right? And I don't work in the game. I wouldn't have thought, and I, I'll admit, this is certainly something that, you know, I, I guess I lean on my parents' view of buying a car. You buy a car, you expect a full tank of fuel. <laughs> Like, it's not, I don't know if that's reasonable or not, but that's certainly what's been bred into me as it being an expectation. It's like saying, I've bought a new car, I expect four wheels on it. Well, does it have a full-size spare or has it got a horrible space saver set? No, oh. no, we, we checked that. And that was part of our research. Mm. Uh, and, and it's an alloy rim, so it's like exactly the same as the other four wheels on the car. That is, that is, that is very good. That is very Mate, high quality. We are very pleased with this, this machine. I look forward to seeing how it handles. The, the real draw cards for us, apart from the drivability, was the, the warranty. Seven years. Like, we'll have this thing paid off two and a half years before the warranty runs out. That is, that is actually a pretty exciting... How is that a thing? It? That is, yeah. Oh. That's pretty cool. Um, so it's that and the fact that we, you know, it, it's fixed price servicing. So for the seven years of its life, or what's seven times 15,000 kilometres, um, we know what we're going to pay for, short of, you know, a, a known... Um, replaceable part having to be replaced, but it includes filters, it includes oil. Like the the price for our first paid service, I think, is you know two hundred and ninety bucks. That's that is pretty tidy. Yeah, there there is a big one. I think year four, mm-hmm. it's like a thousand. Well, see, <laughs> but... this this is the thing. That's, that'll probably be the timing, like timing belts or something. Because I I seem to have had this absolutely brilliant talent every time we bought second-hand cars, of buying cars... <laughs> right at the time for. Right when they're due for timing belt changes. <laughs> I've done it twice with Subarus. Oh, Dave. Um, did it once on the with Rachel's first Audi. Mm. And, and I think we did it with the... I think we did it with the Golf as well. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> like, yeah. Look, look we, we did not save any money really buying second-hand cars <laughs> over the years. Oh, I hear you, but that's that's uh, like my. We don't let. We can put it on the list for later. My just shit house history in buying cars, because particularly right. when I was a youngin, I'm it's update, just I'm average as it is. Oh, we, we 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 almost need like some form of um, online whiteboard <laughs> or, or like an Evernote, you know, OneNote thing that's shared between us that we just open it up each time. And go, oh man, there's a lot for us to discuss. Let alone what's happening mm. in our lives. Mm. Well, I can, I can just keep sending you photos of the list. I've, I've got the list. Yeah, yeah, well, this. and it's a sizable list already. Uh, so that's well, me, and I've got other things. What about you? <laughs> this story goes back to November last year, Stephen. <laughs> when? What a great start! Yes, just before the election. Yeah. The the Australia Post contractor who regularly brings parcels to my house. Yes. Um, saw me wearing, uh, so, so, yeah, so it must have been a Monday because I, I was wearing my one of my New England Patriots jerseys. Sure. Yep. Go and he goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I like the American stuff. I'm like, there you go. He goes, oh, so you, are you paying attention to the election? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you have to like American football to be a, a little bit engaged in the last year's US <laughs> election. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, I think, that, I think Donald Trump's going to win. 
And Ooh. I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, no, not a chance. And yeah, that's like, not a conversation you want to launch into. <laughs> no, we're like, oh, really? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he uh, said how it was great that an outsider was going to shake up the political establishment and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I said, oh, I said, you know, I said, the polls are saying it's pretty close, but I, 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 don't, I don't know that he's going to get over the line. He's like, no, I'm pretty confident. I'm like, oh, okay, no worries. So, of course, two days later, my mum was proved right. <laughs> I still love, just a quick aside, I still love the story, and I don't know how he managed it, but that Will Anderson, who has been flying back and forth from the States, you know, trying to build his career over there, um, managed to miss the election. Like, <laughs> yes. he flew on the Tuesday that the election was on, and so la- left um, Australia with one president in the White House and landed getting told the result. Like, that's worse than the Hillary fans camping out in New York City ready for the big party and oh, just yeah. seeing their faces drop over there. He just woke up to, and now the president <laughs> is, and oh my God. And now for something completely different. Oh, the, in the biggest way. So anyway, so uh, 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 it's not a conversation that we've gone back to. Sure. Uh, even, and even though, you know, um, especially, you know, you know, I'm getting parcels through December before Christmas and whatnot, and, you know, but he's been in a rush. Anyway, today we're out there and he's, he was uh, pretty laid back because he pulled up in the driveway and got a parcel for me. Yeah. And, um, and, and it was my fault, Steve, because <laughs> I, I did, I, I did in all of my uh, left-wing smugness mm. think that maybe his uh, opinion might have you know, changed a little yes. since November. And so I asked, I said, so... Um, I said, you're right about the election. Um, how do you think he's going? And he's going, what do you, what do you, <laughs> yes. he says, what do you mean? I said, <laughs> what do you mean? I said, Donald do I Trump. Have to draw your picture? I, said, I said, Donald Trump, you, you predicted he'd win. I said, yes. how do you think he's going? And this grin lit up his face and he said, oh. he's fantastic. Get out of the house. <laughs> at, which point, at which point, I was just sitting there going, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> oh, and, and Stephen, Stephen. I know that you, know, you and I might think that Donald Trump does and says some really, really strange things. But according to my mailman, you and I have been taken in by the left-wing media. Oh. <laughs> and in fact, no, 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 and in God. fact, the biggest problem that Donald Trump has is, and I'm quoting here, probably that he's too honest. Oh, God, yes. And so doesn't know oh. when he should keep his mouth shut. Oh. He's too honest, Stephen. <laughs> All those times that he said things that have been provably like incorrect, he was just this being week honest. alone. <laughs> this week alone, it has come out that he told his son to lie. <laughs> it's proven. Lies. It's been proven. He told his son not to say what actually happened. He told lies about Boy Scouts. Oh, <laughs> so, but but, but, no, but Stephen, see that—that's according to my mailman. That's just what the left-wing media wants you to think. We we should just you know rename these conversations we have, Dave, to two, you know, increasingly angry men discussing oh. things they shouldn't. I'm not angry. I'm broken. Oh. So anyway, no, no, hang on, hang on. How can you be both broken and woke at the same time? So, so. He, he, he said, you know, he's done lots of really great things. And I'm like, really? 
like <laughs> like everything. He said, oh, well, he got them out of the Paris climate change thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, he didn't really. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, and it's a good thing too, because that climate change thing, he said, it's not real. It's just a way of scientists making money. And I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. And, 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 and you know what? Over the next 10 minutes, I literally found myself in like uh, this spiral that felt like um, I had collapsed into uh, an Andrew Bolt blog comment thread <laughs> where he's just throwing out statistics and bits and pieces and names of climate scientists who make stuff up. And, and I'm just sitting there at that point just going, how am I ever going to like get off my driveway and get back inside my house? Um, you just say fake news and turn on your heel. That's all you have to say. Um, Dave, I've somehow got signed up to um, Donald J. Trump's email newsletter list. And I can promise you, and I, I thought, you know what? Like, it, it's the Sun Tzu thing. Know your enemy. So I haven't unsubscribed. Some mornings I wake up to six emails from various people inside Trump HQ, and they are always asking for money. Now, he's the president, and he's either having emails written for him or dictating emails that, like I know that one of the first bills he passed was to allow him to keep campaigning for the next election. So all of the stuff that he goes and does now are essentially campaign rallies. Like, what the hell? But I have to share this with you, Dave, because I know that you'll love it. This morning, I got this email, and I, some mornings it's from, you know, like Jared Kushner's sister-in-law or some woman with the name of Trump or people. Mike right, Pence yep, sends people. emails. This one came from Donald Trump himself, and when you hear why I say what it says to you, he's dictated this. You know he has dictated this. Friend. Actually, no, it stops. At the top, Trump, Pence, Trump Make America Great Again Committee, 45. Oh. <laughs> Friend. I was very happy to hear that our House majority passed, in capital letters, a bill for the down payment to build, in capitals, the wall along the southern border. Dot, dot, dot. But before the bill goes to the Senate for approval, I need your immediate help. Let's remind every single senator, the American voters, in capital letters, want this beautiful, 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 impenetrable wall constructed. <laughs> I want it's, to show... It's, it's going to be made of ice and it's going to be 600 oh. feet high. Oh, and it's, yes. <laughs> and on the other side of it will be wildlings who we yes, will and, not allow into our country. And on our side, we will put together an order of night monks um, <laughs> that... Anyway, um, I want to show every Republican senator a list of American voters that will not capital letters, be happy if the wall isn't built. Friend, I need your name on that list. Official build the wall petition. Build the wall, step two of three, tell senators approve the down payment for the wall, <laughs> sign your name. This will only have an impact if every American citizen who understands the wall is a non, uh, who understands the wall is a non-negotiable, signs this position, petition. Uh -oh. 
This is the state of politics in America. If you were to start up a, an American, you know, politics podcast now, you could almost call it something funky. Because <laughs> that's funky in the American oh, sense of the word. Yeah, that's, wow. Oh. It stinks like yesterday's fish heads. I want, I want to know if my, my mailman is on that list. Oh, you've got to, got to be. I mean, it can't be hard. If, I'm an Australian and I, mean, I know they don't care where you're from. They'll send it to anybody that wants to sign the thing. In fact, you could probably ask him if you wanted to have a conversation with your postman. I'll ask you. I'll ask you if he's on the mailing list. If he signed, so, well, well, see, here's the thing. I, I'm not quite sure where, where he's he he would stand on immigration because it will it will shock and surprise you to hear that he had opinions on that as well. But 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 Stephen, Stephen, I want you to know that yes, he made David. that he made a point of, of of letting me know that he's not racist because he does have a Thai wife. So, so he's not coming from a place of intolerance. He just thinks we should maybe shut down Muslim immigration until we know what's going on. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, and the, the interesting thing was, part of the appeal of Trump, he explained, was how he was someone who wasn't just you know, going to let government you know, intrude in everyone's lives. He was just going to shut it down and get rid of the stuff that wasn't important. Because he, he he was very very clear about the fact that um, he doesn't think uh, that the government should interfere in people's lives. You know that that's the problem with 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 with, the, with socialists. And, and yeah. he actually he, he did peg me and my strain of disbelief as thinking maybe I'm a bit of a socialist. And I had to agree. I do admit that that that, that was true. Uh, but he said, yeah, the, the socialists are just trying to get in everyone's lives. So he thinks the government should just back off and leave people be. They should pay the bills and back off. And a couple of minutes later, he was telling me how the, the only problems that they have in Melbourne with gangs are the fact that the government's not teaching values to these young oh. people. <laughs> so while he doesn't want the government interfering in anyone's life, he does think that they should be teaching values to people to stop them turning to a life of crime. <laughs> how does he profess these values should be taught to them? Well... Um, like national service? No, 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 no. He actually he, he did say that anyone talking about sending kids for national service or into the army forcibly is stupid. That that doesn't make sense. Wow, um, this guy is very <clears throat> radical. Yes. Uh, uh, however, he did, uh, and he's not advocating prison per se. Uh, like, like he doesn't think that people should just be incarcerated, but they should be temporarily taken out of society and be taught these values and then come back right. so that they can succeed. So I, I guess right. if it's not a prison and you're being educated, it's pro a re-education camp. I'm sure that that's never been tried anywhere before. Oh, Stephen, I was on my own driveway. I had nowhere to go. I couldn't even, like, I, I, I was pinned. And, and it's not like I'm not going to see him again. Like, you know, we, we, when... Yeah, that's when, a relationship you want to maintain, right? Well, I do, because I like getting my parcels early. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And not, and not pissed on. Or <laughs> exactly. thrown on the driveway. Precisely. You know, it, 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 it's pretty good. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know what to do, Steve. <laughs> oh, that, well, I, I tell you I was, what, Dave. I was, I was lucky. Like, finally my phone rang. Oh, actually, oh, 
Actually, it didn't even ring, right? What happened was it buzzed, and and mm. I just you know, and he could see that you know that that, that you know that I wasn't faking it, but it sure. buzzed, and I picked it up, and it wasn't actually a phone call. It was just like a reminder on my calendar. And that was enough. But I pretended it was a call. Oh, see, Dave, now, see, fake <laughs> news to fake phone calls. In my defence, in my defence, he was already sitting in his van. Like ready to go at yeah. that point, and it had just hit that awkward point where we couldn't figure out how to stop the conversation. <laughs> I don't think it was heading in a direction either of us were completely comfortable with. Do you have to fill out timesheets like to account for how you work your day and those sorts of things? No, thankfully, no. like you'd have to get a whole special code created for that. I would dealing with racist postman. He's not racist, Steve. Sorry, dealing with semi-racist postman. He's not racist. He's probably just. A nationalist. <laughs> Let's put it that racist. way. He's a very naughty boy. Um, oh, I, 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 I like, uh, and the, <laughs> there's a lot we do with that a lot, where you just try and start a sentence, but the words are so conflicted in your head that we just can't get them out. Stephen, I like to think of myself as as being, you know, reasonably worldly, and and I and I do know and understand that there are people out there who hold very different belief systems to me. And, 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 and I'm okay with that. But I've got to admit, Steve, that being out front, <laughs> being confronted with them... But, but it's, not, it's, not, it's not even like it made sense. How can you say the government should be out of everyone's life, but it should also like teach people values? Like, that's not... Firstly... That's not really a thing that the government. Yeah, I have no <laughs> but but how can you how can you simultaneously hold those contra? How oh, Steve? Yeah, I have no answers, Dave. <laughs> and You're he's gonna be he's guy. gonna be back next week. Like I yeah. already know I already know that I've got things that are scheduled for delivery next week, and he's gonna be back. How good is that? <laughs> how good is that that you know he's coming back? <laughs> well. It's not because it means I'm going to have to start like leaving the house in the morning <laughs> to try to not be there, just in case. Oh. At, at least for a couple of weeks, I'm going to have to like just like not be at home. Yeah. Any time that there's a potential parcel coming, I'm just going to have just to. Just as like a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. I think we just need some time. The need, need some time, is, Dave. Though that. You know, the amount of time that you spend trying to avoid him just provides more opportunity for Herr Trump to create, you know, more chaos and for him to think it's more amazing. And that just opens up then the situation where the next time that he sees you, oh, so much has gone on, Dave. I need to fill you in on all the things. (sighs) He's pretty sure, though, that uh, Donald Trump won't see out a full term because the, the Democrats will... Do and say oh. anything to get rid of him. Lies, lies, fault. lies. It's lies. the Democrats' fault. <laughs> oh, it's completely the Democrats' fault. I had oh. a, um, n- a not dissimilar revelation um, this week, Dave, mm. where um, similarly to the fact that I have remained uh, on Donald Trump's mailing list, <laughs> I'm an idiot, um, I, I won't say I've become... Uh, you know, unconcerned with people who I f- have friended on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear, here we go. <laughs> but I have noticed myself recently going, who is this person that I'm friends with? Like, why has this thing appeared in my feed? And go, right, so you're a person that I knew from a job life 
three years ago. We've never talked since we did that. Unfriend. Not that I don't like you. It's just that I don't... Why, why do I need this in my thing? And it might be just innocuous. Like, here's the wife and I out to dinner. Well, that's great. But I don't need to know that you're doing that in, you know, Alaska or whatever. Um, but your family... It's a little tougher. The unfriending is not something that you can do willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Now, my father <laughs> is right. um, good country stock. And he is... <laughs> is that a euphemism for racist? Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh. No, well, no, he's... To, I can't even say he is here, is it? It's, weird. it's a weird mix. Mm, yeah. um, he's one of eight. I think he's the fourth in the eight. And I have very fond memories of going out to visit his parents on the farm that he grew up on. Mm. Um, in fact, very early when I was young, young, some sketchy memories of going to visit and his youngest sister being a teenager, still living at home, uh, living on the farm. And there's pictures of her and me on her horse when I'm like a little tacker. So I have a a great fondness for this aunt, um, because while she wasn't my age, she also wasn't, you know, she's only sort of. She's only sort of 10 years older than me. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen the video. Um, I probably need to preface this even more. I can't say that by good country stock that they're racist because all of my aunts and uncles and my mum and dad are people of faith Mm -hmm. who I would have to say believe very sincerely in that connection uh, and, and their experience of faith. And uh, they come from good Lutheran stock right. uh, in that, you know, they, they were brought up sitting between grandmother and grandfather at church um, at, to the point where, you know, you didn't make a peep. Like they grew up in the children are seen and not heard era. Mm-hmm. And if grandfather leant forward and looked down the kids and eyeballed you, like you knew as soon as the car turned into um, you know, the lane that went to the farm, you basically jumped out of the car and scarpered or you're going to cop the belt. Like you were in trouble. Right, yes. Yep, um, got it. So, so, you know, they have, re- I'll say, more than reasonably conservative views on politics and reasonably conservative views on faith, mm. Mm. Um, which causes all sorts of consternation in my life. Um, you may have seen the video and this, honestly, I just look at this and I, because I... This is it. I could try. I have so many things to say, and I don't know how to say it without sounding like it. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you know what the problem is, Stephen? Oh, it's you and me. You it, clearly, it's you and it's you and I. It's are, our are, problem. We, we are, are the ones who are the problem. We're the horrible people. Yeah. What? What? Wait. Why, why can't we just let people say whatever they like about other people? Why, why do we have to get our noses out of joint? I have Steve? a freedom of rights to speak, or whatever the word is. You know, yeah, they, they yeah. can say whatever they want. Be offensive. 18C exactly. is stupid because why can't people just say offensive things if exactly. that's their opinion? Like, why are we sticking our nose in? We're the ones being the busybodies, Steve. <laughs> Welcome back to something shitty. Um, <laughs> um, so there was a Facebook video that did the rounds of a mum, and I can't remember her name, and I don't care to remember her name. She may not have even said it. The truth behind safe schools in Victoria. Oh, boy. And she goes hard about how bad safe schools is and what safe schools really is and how it's just gonna it's a, a it's gonna kill our kids and you know hellfire will rain down effectively she doesn't actually say those things but to her credit she's very passionate 
She's very against the safe schools and is basically marshalling the masses to uh, fight against safe schools in Victoria because it is the worst thing that could happen to us. They are subjecting our kids to pornography and telling them that, you know, uh, they can be transgender, all of that stuff. And I just looked at this video and went, you sad, misguided woman, that, that, that you have this much either prejudice in your life to think that this is what it is or an inability to be able to read the subject matter yourself because she wasn't even recounting I read the, the, the course material and it was I was told or I saw this or someone told me that which never bodes well so it's, that it's, went it's not a good start is it as viral as is possible on Australian Facebook um, <sighs> and took <sighs> All of 10 seconds. Oh, Australia. All of 10 oh. seconds to appear. Um, you know, I guess Corey Bernardi would have flagged and said, we need to get behind this pillar of the community and support her and all that sort of stuff. And then she popped up on the Bolt Report. Like, Andrew Bolt, his producer, got her in to sit at the desk with him and talk about the evil that is safe schools. Because, now, of, course, because of course he did. Because of course, oh. now look, we live in a country where people are able to hold those opinions, and people like Andrew Bolt are able to be employed by um, Sky News, a wholly owned subsidiary of Fox, um, and have those opinions and share them in a way that subscribers to uh, Foxtel can see. <laughs> Somebody took the clip, and and this is good promotion, excellent social work from the producer involved. Put mm. the clip of the interview. Mm. Online, particularly on Facebook. Here's the conversation. Fantastic. What do you think happened with that conversation? Shared the bejesus out of it. <laughs> People were just like, it's the second cup. This woman has got, this is the second gust of wind into her 15 oh, minutes of fame. She's now the, the, the leader of the anti-state schools movement. And I wouldn't have cared, except that it appeared in my timeline. Now, yep. there are people who I am friends with who would have shared it. And they would have meant it and thought this. And, and look, I understand their brand of faith and or politics. And I, to the point of I would have expected it from them. My aunt shared it. Oh, no. I can't, oh. I can't be friends oh. with my aunt anymore. Oh, no. And she didn't say anything. It was just shared by her. Mm. However, I know that it wasn't just a, oh, here, like, sometimes when I share things, it's like, here's an interesting thing. But I'll normally say some words that preface it to say, here's an interesting thing. I don't agree with it. I think we should listen to it anyway. It just, here's the thing. It was, it mm. was bang. And I know that she shared it because she believes it. Uh, How? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. And, and sure, we got a, a press release from the Safe Schools Coalition uh, rebutting her arguments and explaining the blah, blah, blah. And, mm, and mm. look, as a part of my job, but certainly even independent of that, I would have, but I have now read the curriculum for what Safe Schools is about mm -hmm. and the accusations being made by her and the ilk are just untrue. St Stephen, I'm shocked, shocked to find out that these criticisms might be coming from a place of ignorance. Amaze. It's just... So, so this is the, the thing that it, I guess kind of haunts me. I, I have to be very careful in my job mm. mm -hmm. 
about how much I am pro or con something like safe schools. It is not a hotbed topic for Queensland yet. I suspect it may become. Certainly there is enough people in Queensland that are of the conservative faith and conservative politics ilk that were it to be suggested, there would be, you know, bring your own torch, we're having a, a raising. We're going to burn down Government House. Um, like, they would hold rallies. It would be on. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure that, given that I'm in this digital role and I'm dealing with young people, I wanted to read it and understand it and know it because it's a hot-button topic. The catch is that, as we know, social media is not the best place to discuss any of this. <laughs> no, not like even it, remotely. It's not like... You, you, where you should be discussing these things, Stephen, is on your driveway with your mailman. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. So oh, I, God, we didn't even... Oh, I don't know how, or even if it'll get broached, but it just made me sad that this aunt that I have such fond memories of, in her maturity, has decided that this is the right way to approach things because I know she won't have read it I know she won't have looked into it at all she'll have just seen the videos and shared and liked and all of those things see and this is why I think that, that um, it's so insidious like this is why I think like email like chain emails are so so powerful oh. because like there's like a level of trust that, that you ascribe to it like yeah. if you, like like if when you send me a link to something mock yes <clears throat> Look, not all the time, but mostly, mostly when you send me a link to something, I trust that it, I take it at face value. Yep. I, mean, every I don't now, think I've abused that trust. Well, look, every now and again, I, I, I have a look at that and, and, I, and, I, and I do wonder um, what, <laughs> what, what, what furries have to do with your employment. But <laughs> other than that, you know, I take it at face value. I, I, I trust you as a source. So, yes. you, you know, you, whatever you're sending me is getting the implied trust that I have for it's you. The shareable economy, that's what and, it is. And, and of course, that, that goes both ways. That means that when your aunt is getting some hate-filled propaganda mm. from someone who she trusts, mm. well, she doesn't feel the need to go and double-check it because mm. if, if, if it wasn't true, why would that person send it to her? Uh, I know. And, and I don't know how we break this. Like, I, it, it's... It's one thing, like, I think it's something that's really, really underrated in terms of, um, God, now we are turning into something, in terms of conservative <laughs> politics, yeah. they, are, they are really, really good at, uh, at like, chain email stuff. And, and it's one of those things where we can sit there and go, if you take it to Snopes, you'll see it's not true, it's stupid, you shouldn't do that, blah, blah. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's not a counterpoint argument. It do doesn't work, does no. not convince anyone. All they do is stop sending you stuff because you're, you're a killjoy. It doesn't change the beliefs. And, and, and there's like no, sh like, this isn't a surprise now. There's no shortage of uh, psychological studies showing that when you uh, put, put facts up against someone's own strongly held personal belief, they think that the facts are, are wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Fake news. Yeah. It's you and me, Steve. We are the problem. We we just need we just need clearly to be more tolerant to the intolerant around us. Well, to be wonky adjunct, <sighs> um, there was an issue. There's been an issue in the past week in Queensland, and it's directly impacted um, my Facebook feed. But certainly, you know, people that I work with or ministers that I you know are in Queensland that I deal with. Um, there was a leaked email 
Well, no, no, not even. There was an, an exclusive article in The Australian, and that is a bad place to start any conversation. Hang on, um, hang, on, hang on. When you say it was an exclusive in The Australian, does that actually mean that it wasn't printed anywhere else, or it was just the oh, first time it had been printed in The Australian? It was not printed anywhere else. But now I hear that. It was the first time it had been printed in The Australian. Okay, um, yeah. The, I think that whatever it was, the information was air quotes leaked to The Australian. So oh, the education right. writer oh, spoke oh. about how there was an air well, not even air quotes, there was an unofficial policy which I have very strong thoughts about that phrasing, um, that children aren't able to talk about Jesus, if they're of Christian faith, to their friends in the playground. They're not allowed to effectively proselytize <laughs> and that they would be reprimanded and possibly even suspended if they did. That they would have um, like banned the use, the, the, like within the Christian faith, there's lots of different ways to encourage people, particularly young people, to share their faith with others including like wristbands and all sorts of things that remind them of the truths that they subscribe to. You're, and talking, allow you're, them... you're talking about gang colours now, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, yeah, Crips and the Bloods. <laughs> um, if you're the Crips, you're in, and if you're the Bloods, you're in. It just makes for a hell of a heaven. Um, <laughs> but all, like they were even saying, that stuff is being banned, like wristbands and that sort of stuff, banned from, from Queensland schools. Now, right. one, one, one of the ministers that I work with is on the Queensland Religious Instruction <coughs> Committee or Advisory <laughs> Committee or whatever it's called, who work with the Education Department around the inclusion or how it works, the formalisation of religious instruction in public schools. Uh, and I know that for some people that's not a thing uh, or that yeah, they don't want it to be a thing. And, and I'm fine. Like, that's cool. Um, for a lot of people, they're saying it needs to be a thing. And right now, the relationship between churches and the Queensland Government Education Department is that it is a thing. So it's allowed to happen with various levels of discretion from the principal's point of view. Um, so there's, uh, you know, this blew up, this unofficial policy saying that, and, and of course, there was enough sort of Christians on Facebook that were just like sharing it, going, there is a war. You look at what's happening to us. There's we a can't war share it. on Christianity. Well, well, <laughs> two days in, yep. Andrew Bolt writes an opinion piece in the Herald Sun, and I'm not oh. want to read his blogs. Oh, um, God. He started in with, I think it was as an atheist, or as if someone who isn't Christian, um, you know, but, some, but, basically something, so I'm not a Christian, so I'm not sure I can, um, but I need to instruct Christians that there is a war on Christianity. It's like, holy Jesus. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Someone who professes to not be a Christian <clears throat> is telling Christians to take up arms because the attack is coming. <sighs> so that just blew it up out of all proportion. Again, in my Facebook <laughs> feed, where I'm seeing ministers just sharing articles, and I just keep oh, saying, no, people, it no. says unofficial policy. Which means, if it's not policy, the education minister and or the director of education for Queensland either endorse it or they shut it down. Where are we at? What's the deal? Oh, no, but if they're saying it's really a thing and that they can do it. No, it's unofficial policy. So, But unofficial policy from whom? But this is the point. If it's unofficial policy, <laughs> it's a thing or it's not a thing. Let's determine that oh, before we get into the dear. war on Christianity. Like, oh, I just, I, I spent so much of the last week with my head on my desk that I don't know if I got any work done. Um, Why are white people feeling so persecuted, Stephen? <laughs> oh. Just face-punching me bad. <laughs> now, the icing on this, this little Andrew Bolt-esque cake 
It's my father's 70th birthday this year. Oh, right. Happy, happy birthday. Yeah, look, congratulations. Mr. Monk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, again, all of the words, I'm not sure how to say this. Your auntie's going to be there, isn't she? Yeah, no question. <coughs> um, well, look, the simple thing, the simple part of this conversation. Have, have we spoken before about the strained relationship with my parents? Don't think so. Oh, add it to the list, brother. That is a, that is a us conversation, like hour and a half long special. Okay. Where you just get to do a lot of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, yeah. Um, okay, no, it's on it. Mog's parents. It's, it's, right, so, it's, it's right underneath my mailman, and I, I've got a mark there next to my mailman to say that we have we have covered my mailman. Check. But, but, but if, if there's any more in the story, I'll be sure to update you. <laughs> He's become a character in our conversation. Um, we we almost need to map out this, the relationships in, in our conversation and know if it's well. I've got some red twine here already. <laughs> oh, that that would be yeah. Anyway, that's a great look. So yes, my auntie will be at my father's seventieth. Mm. Yes, I doubt that we'll have the conversation. I'm certainly not going to go in guns blazing or even try and initiate a conversation about that. Have I'm you, sure there will be thought, questions about my thought, job. Have you thought about just for your dad's seventieth? Yeah. Um, dressing your son in a pink shirt and, and your daughter in blue, preferably wearing trousers. No, 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 no. Rainbow shirt. Oh, even better. Like, let's do this for you. And, and then uh, and, some kind of and then, just, and then just play dumb. <laughs> when they go, what's with that? Go, what? What? Yeah. I don't know. If I could get like some, you know, if, if there was a, uh, a marriage equality shirt that I could get for my daughter or even me. Um, that would I'd be pushing all the buttons it'd be horrible um, so she'll be there but I'm sure there'll be some conversation with me about my job because mm. I won't have seen any of them no, except, no. no even my parents obviously they know that I have a new job but I last saw them just before I started this job because they live miles away mm-hmm. um, so it'll come up but I'm going to have to be like just Gene Kelly-esque dancing all around <laughs> Not wanting to get that conversation to then bleed into the, so what do you think of the war? Oh, don't. No, no, no. We're not having this conversation. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, because to be frank, part of me is like, I want to be generous and I want to be gracious and, and, you know, let them say their piece and, and sort of be polite and correct them where I think they may be factually wrong and those sorts of things. And another part of me wants to just like, Yosemite Sam, that shit, just pull out my guns and pow, pow, pow. Shoot it down right from the get go. Um, oh. <laughs> and it's because it's, it's going to oh, be tense no. enough for the fact that we are going to be like we're basically driving down for the weekend. It's, it's eight or oh. ten hours drive. Yep. We're and just you... going for the party in the afternoon and then the evening. We're not even staying the night. And I'm already in trouble with my mum for not staying the night. Oh, wow. And I explained to her, kids have got school. Michelle's got work. I've got work. Oh, oh, Dave, it is a whole other conversation we have to have. See, see, I, I, I have a very different uh, scenario with, with my parents because I think I've told you mum, mum actually forwards me get up emails <laughs> um, with like comment of, why hasn't this been fixed? Oh. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, why haven't you fixed it, Dave? Uh, uh, 
And, and I think it's Avaz. It's like an international one, which is mm. you know, Get Up esque. At least she's uh, not sending you Corbinati's. No, you know, thank the, God. Or the Liberal Party's version but, of Get Up. But I, I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think Dad is on board. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Dad just doesn't say anything. Yeah, yeah he just <laughs> At knows. all. It's just this. nothing. Hey, just son. does not. <laughs> Are and they I, still. And if I, start, I was just going, yeah, if I start going off on a tear, I could just see Dad just looking for the exit. Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's the inverse. Me, Dad feels about me the way I feel about my mailman. <laughs> yeah, 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 like to the point where if you started, he would scull his beer and go, oh, beer's empty. I need a drink. Got to go get another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, a pretty gracious way to get out of it. <laughs> But if yeah. you've just started a beer, that's a pretty tough way to get out of it. <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty strong. I've actually, I've only ever had to do that once. <laughs> and that was, I was, I was at a party and I'd been introduced to this guy who worked at a, um, at a factory here in Albury. Yes. They, they make um, like polyethylene pipe. Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, good business. It's one that moved down here out of Sydney, and yep. uh, and most of the workforce moved with it, and moved yep. from from you know small three bedroom houses in the western suburbs into palaces in Albury because yep. the houses were so cheap. Anyway, so this guy he works in um, in quality assurance, and so you know never met the guy, and just you know just trying to make conversation, uh, you know, and of, and of course you go to what do you do, and he's so it's going blah blah blah, and I'm like okay. Uh, so tell me about the job. He goes, oh, well, when the pipe comes through, we measure it and make sure it's thick enough. Yep. I'm like, okay. I said, oh, guess, I said, you know, I guess that must be, a bit, you know, there must be some interesting things. Eh? You guys, you make a lot of different products. And he's like, yeah, but it's all pipe. And we just measure how thick it is. <laughs> I'm like, right. Yep. Um, and have you been with them long? Yep. Okay. And have you always been in QA? Yep. Good talk. And, and I literally did have that skull of beer, oops, it's empty moment, and just re- re- ran to the other end of the house. I just did not go back to that corner at all for the rest of the evening. Uh, and by the looks of things, not many other people did either. It was just, oh. And I, I did I did feel bad, Stephen, like momentarily, but I, I had nothing to, like, like, I was getting nothing. Nothing. <sighs> <sighs> I should, I, I should I should have asked him <laughs> his views on politics clearly. <laughs> oh. Are your parents still living up in Varel? No, 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 no. They haven't lived there for years. Oh, they've um, retired elsewhere. Ye- yes. Well, they, they, you know, like the joke about uh, about your parents like like selling the house and moving while you, while you're away. <laughs> yeah, that, no, they do that <laughs> pretty much. Like I was at, I was in college at uni and. Uh, and I get this phone call from mum going, oh, we've decided to sell the house. And I'm like, you what? Oh, gosh. It's like, yeah, we're moving to Port Macquarie. You're like, oh, So we'll okay be packing then. up your bedroom and you're going, yeah, that's fine. <gasps> the box of sex toys. Um. <laughs> As it turned out, uh, things sort of, the, 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 the pace of things didn't uh, quite go that quickly. So um, I'd, I'd moved to Albury before they ended up moving out of Inverell to Port Macquarie. Yeah. Um, but so they've been there for probably oh twenty years now. Or wow. Close, close to. I love um, Port Macquarie. I have very fond memories of Port Macquarie. 
But the, 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 actually, they're, they're up near you at the moment, Stephen. They're, oh, good. They're at Innisfail, where they spend about five months of the year. Because clearly, Port Macquarie, it's too cold in winter, cold. So, they, so they need to go north. Too cold. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they're up there caravanning and, uh, and, and fishing. Dad, nice. What a life. I oh, know. It's not bad, is it? Dad, Dad drags his boat up there every year. So, it's, so two trips from Port Macquarie to Innisfail, one to take the caravan up, one to take the boat up. Yes. So putting yeah a lot of K's, but uh, yeah, they, worth they, it though. They quite enjoy that. That is living the dream, my friend. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. I um, I just received an email, Dave. That is is, I'm puzzled by this. Now you and I both enjoy <laughs> it's, it's Donald Trump. No, no, thank God. Um, it's one step less. Um, you and I both enjoy the medium of podcasting. <laughs> well, we do. We do. When one one of us has even had some success with it, Stephen, and it's nice that you hang out with me. Oh, it's good. no, it's not me. Um, I was going to say thank you for letting me it's play not with me. you. <laughs> Gee, we measure success very broadly, don't we? I was going to say I got a best of iTunes um, JPEG that, that Apple emailed me one year. Nice, good work. I didn't even that, break that streak. Those were the days. Yeah, I think I got yeah. to like the you know the hottest latest thing because I started a podcast and that's the only way you get into that. Um, I, I don't see Brewery Street Playground trending on iTunes <laughs> No, that's right. This is the most boring conversation for anyone it's, but us. It's bespoke and niche. <laughs> we are killing it in the bespoke and niche market. Um, but the thing that puzzles me about podcasts mm. is that I don't know if they are no longer a thing, or it affirms that they are a thing, when a national television network starts delivering podcasts. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Oh. I've just got an announcement that Channel 9 have started a block podcast. Well, well that, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the multimedia, Steve. Look, look, I, oh, I, I think complete sales engagement. I, 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 think what they, I think what it came down to, Steve, was that Channel 9 looked at their schedule... And they realised that there's just not enough Scotty Cam for Australians' lives. Oh, I think they just went, we have nothing else on but the block. And, so we and, have to do something. And so, you know, it, it's one thing to have the block on your television for seven hours every night. But, I mean, what about, what are you going to do for those, those those other 17 hours a day, Malk? And clearly, you're going to need a Scotty Cam podcast to fill in that, that time. Why are you looking forward to that night's episode of The Block? Well, luckily, he's not the host, but he is the first guest. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's 12 by 25 minutes, so which straight away, just a little inside baseball here, that means that The Block runs for 12 weeks. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of content. Mate, that's a lot of did you, see, did you see? Did you see Channel 9... Whinging something about the Victorian government the other day and saying how they were going to have move production of the next one back to Sydney, which would be a twenty million dollar loss to Victoria because the hundred and fifty tradies on site wouldn't be buying their lunch there anymore. Oh, well, that's expensive <laughs> lunches. Um, <laughs> caviar tradies. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that it was a completely um, like a TV business move that oh. the block effectively permanently relocated to Melbourne. That because that's me. how you get 
Victorian audiences to watch. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was that was one of the things that amazed me the first time I was in Melbourne, just watching some free to air TV and all of the stuff that had "Made in Melbourne" Made banners in Melbourne. all over it. The most parochial television audience in Australia, and that's including Adelaide and Perth, who only watch Channel Seven. <laughs> it, it was astonishing because I thought, okay, maybe this is a new thing, and it wasn't long after that that I was in Sydney, and there was like an ad for Water Rats. Do you know that what there wasn't on on the ad for Water Rats? In Made Sydney. in Melbourne. Made in, no, made in Sydney. Oh, of <laughs> like, course it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but no, but like, this is in Sydney. So I thought maybe they do the parochial thing everywhere. No, it's just a Melbourne thing. But I live in Brisbane, right? Where we are the last great fence-sitting bastion. Where almost it comes down to the national win of who wins news based on how Brisbane performs. Because for the last probably five years, nine have had Sydney and Melbourne wrapped up. For the last 800 years, seven have had Perth and Adelaide wrapped up. Brisbane get to be the swing vote. Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of power. So what, what you're saying, what <laughs> you're, we, sa- what you're saying, hang on, what you're saying is that the uh, the state that bought us Agro's Cartoon Connection mm. gets to decide on what's worthy in commercial news. No, not just the state that brought you Agro's Cartoon Connection. <laughs> can, can you see a problem with that, Stephen? The state that publishes a picture of Agro wearing a One Nation hat um, <laughs> and having a, a three-day news beat-up over agro supporting One Nation, and agro then, not a word of a lie, (laughs) agro being interviewed on the news by a serious political journalist over why he had the photo of him wearing a One Nation hat. Did you see that uh, a little while ago? A puppet day! (laughs) They asked a puppet on the six o'clock news why he had a photo of him wearing a One Nation hat. Well, to be, to be fair, Stephen, if a puppet can be the Prime Minister of Australia, I don't see why he can't hold political opinions in Queensland. Thanks very much for joining us this week. Oh! Uh, thank you. That's nothing else. That is the end of podcasting. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of agro, did you see that they finally admitted the other day that he was just um, a, like a, an animal from the Muppets puppet that they'd ripped all the hair off? Yeah, of course. But, yeah, but, they, they, no, but they finally admitted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I think, and I'm not sure what the deal is, but given that... that Okay, look. Spoiler alert, behind television, if you don't want to know how agro works, stop listening, Dave. Oh, I was going to say, I thought this was about to become the the the, uh, the normalised sexual assault podcast, but no, it's, it's something different oh. behind the scenes, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. If you want to understand how sexual assault in television works, Google agro outtakes. Oh, Holy God. crap. Um of him sexually assaulting his co-host. Even as a kid, I, 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 I got the message that Jill's really not comfortable. There's something oh. really wrong going on here. What about when he traded Jill in for the very hot young Teresa? Oh, it, it, oh, like, I'm serious, it's, dude. It's it poor. got creepier. Oh. It was, it's, oh God. Um, how is Agro still a thing? <laughs> Well, kind of, he's not, but he kind of is. I mean, he just keeps popping up in One Nation photos. Does um, he still have a radio show somewhere? Yeah, Jamie Dunn. I think I think he's doing Indigenous radio, and Agro will pop up occasionally. Right. Um, but Jamie Dunn is a very good friend of Agro. Uh, in case people didn't know, um, mm. he yeah, he's a dirty old man, and a dirty old man has been a dirty old man for thirty years. Um, oh dear. I, I did, in fact, I did have a really interesting listen to a podcast. A guy called Brad March, who is responsible in the worst and best ways for a lot of today's radio talent, um, has a podcast called Game Changers, 
and he interviewed Jamie Dunn about um, how important he was to the the startup of B105 as it was then mm-hmm. in in Brisbane, and how like him and Ian Skippen and I can't even remember was it I don't know if it was Jill at the time but uh, token girl um, hosting breakfast on B105 they cornered the market like they were huge ratings biggest thing in radio in Brisbane blah 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 um, and and hearing him talk about like Jamie's perspective on the, the business of radio and all that it was very insightful. Uh, into how much of a sexual deviant he is. Um, right. Just crazy talk. But uh, I can't even remember why we're talking about this, but <laughs> I don't I, I've always had this great idea to do, copyright me, this is my idea, don't ever steal it, to do like a, um, like a bust-up style, let's reconcile Jamie Dunn and Agro, a short film, right. where... Um, we anthropomorphize. I don't know how to say it properly. <laughs> Make Agro act, treat Agro as if he's an actual character, human yeah, person, yeah, yeah, yeah. and interview him, and have both of their sides of why the Jamie Dunn and Agro split. Like, why did they break up? They were, you know, the kings of breakfast radio, the kings mm, of television. Mm. What happened? Why are they no longer friends? Sort of, I guess, hinting at like the um, Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin style breakup. Um, and how that went, you know, it was this great comedy team and it fell apart. Uh, and trying to reconcile them in this sort of, you know, faux documentary style. I, I reckon that, that if I could write that and convince Jamie Dunn to be involved, that would be great. But I had some concerns. <laughs> you'll, 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 now, you'll now have to, the, like, bury this episode of the podcast where you called him a sexual deviant, though. <laughs> oh, I don't think he'll even care. He'll probably just agree. <laughs> yeah, I am. That's great. Um the, but the thing that concerned me, someone pointed out, is that Channel 7 owned Agro, or at least owned Agro. Oh, right. Wow. So what? all images, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not like Jamie owns Agro. Because he kind of got, like, hear the podcast with Brad March, he explains how he got co-opted to be the voice of Agro. Um, but I don't know if that's now lapsed and he's picked it up or he's bought it off Channel 7 or it's still owned by... Like, to get... For me to make that short film happen, I might have to get Channel 7 involved to allow me to use the image of Agro in the context. Or you could just do what they did and just buy, like, an an animal puppet from the 70s, rip the hair off it. Get an Agro puppet from the Echo from the 1980s. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, Steven. What a conversation. New cars, racism, sexual deviancy. Yeah, and we did look, and we didn't even get to incels. Oh, um, Dave, or, or the Handmaid's Tale. Oh, Dave, or Bitcoin. That's still. Oh, out there. that is between incels and Bitcoin. That is a special episode waiting to happen because that's the death of both of us. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't get to tell you my my story about electricity either. What now? Electricity. I've got. A... <laughs> yeah. We, we had, we had some very special electrical work happen at our house, Stephen, and yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Suffice to say, how many how many years do you think you can live in a house ignoring an obvious electrical fault before you do anything about it? Oh, all of them. <laughs> like pretty much all of them. For us, the count is fourteen years, <laughs> and you'll be amazed. <laughs> <laughs> what happened when we finally did get around to actually trying to do something oh, about it? Oh, I've got to hear this story. That is top of the... It's, it's, next next conversation, Dave, has to be electricity, incels, Bitcoin. That's it. 
We can't have anything else but its way into life now. <laughs> All right. That or we're going to have to start talking more frequently. And nobody wants that. <laughs> oh, but I've got to go. I can't tell you about electricity today. Go. I've got to go. All right. You, will you in, enjoy your, your, your time in, in uh, North tropical Queensland. North Queensland? Mm. I will enjoy my, my, my grey, grey southern New South Wales day. Well, there was sun here yesterday, Stephen, and it's gone again. Well, it I can just... tell you where it is. <laughs> it's in North Queensland. <sighs> All right. Well, you take care. You have fun. Oh, well, you too, Dave. D- d- don't swim where the crocodiles are. No, or, God, no. Or, I'm um, a big wuss. Or, 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 or where those stingy things are either. They're bad too. Yeah, don't, very bad. Don't, you know. What, why, actually, why does Queensland even have beaches if you can't swim at them? Well, no, no, well, hang on. Let's, let's just put this in some context, <laughs> right? So the Irukandji and the box jellyfish, all of mm. those guys mm. that mm. make swimming at beaches bad. Yeah. North Queensland, like the yes. place where you would want to get in the water most frequently. <laughs> because but it's hot. Because yes. of the corals surrounding most of the islands in the Great Barrier Reef, guess where they don't go? The islands? Yeah, so guess where you can go swimming? At the islands. Um, but, but, like, the beaches, islands. <laughs> but the problem is, because the Great Barrier Reef is so long, there's a whole section of Queensland coast that, A, doesn't get surf. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like you go surfing anywhere here. And B, short of a tropical cyclone, uh, and B, there's all of the bites and the water stuff. Mm. So, you know, I mean, there's lots of pools and every It's all that thing. But I can tell you, as a, a dyed-in-the-wool Sunshine Coast kid, um, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, best beaches in the world, man. And surf and enjoyable and swim at them and all of the things. Best beaches in the world. Mm. Mm. Well, look, I, given that I grew up in Inverell and live in Albury, mm. I, 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 I don't feel that I can... I, I, don't, I don't have a dog in this fight. Even if I wanted to just be contrary, I, don't, I, I can't. Like, there are some nice beaches in New South Wales. But best beaches in the world. Best beaches in the world. Best beaches in the world. Byron Schmyron. <laughs> I don't think I want to go Byron. <laughs> oh, even like north of the Port Macquarie's nice, but it's no Gold Coast. That's south of Byron. Don't don't. don't. What north? What's the northern bits? The bits just over the border, south of Tweed, whatever that place is. Oh, uh, nice, Kingscliff. But not as good. Yeah, not as good. Uh, don't we talking about? It's... I know exactly what I'm talking. The humidity's about. got to you, Mark. I'm sorry. It has, actually. <laughs> All right. I gotta go. I gotta get, I gotta pick up a child. Enjoy that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at least it's one of my, at least it's one of my own, so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh sexual deviancy comes to the wall. Um mm, yeah. just just pick a child, put one in the car and bring him home if you watch this, that's not our son. Oh well, can we keep him? <laughs> This one looks strong. I reckon he could do some yard work. Yeah, we've got an electrical problem. That can fix. <laughs> we've got an electrical problem that can be fixed. All right, I'll see you next time, Mark. Thanks, Dave. I love you. Love you too.